Today I have a very, very special guest. Someone who I've been a fan of for, I don't know, six, seven years. Someone who actually shifted my music taste in a big way, single-handedly. Today we have Matt DeMarco. When I was like 15, I found his music on Vine. Who remembers Vine? Um, I found his music on Vine. There was like this artsy edit of, I don't know, like an anime movie. And there was this song in the background. And I was like, wait, what is that? And I looked in the comments and it was like Freaking Out the Neighborhood by Mac DeMarco. And I was like, who's Mac DeMarco? And I was obsessed. And I've been such a big fan of him ever since. So getting to speak with him today is... Honestly, I'm going to shit myself, um, but I'm, I'm so excited. I think what's so special about Mac's music is the way it always sounds like him. When you hear a Mac DeMarco song, you're like, that's a Mac DeMarco song. Whether it's kind of funky or it's more deep and sentimental or it's just an instrumental that rhymed, it always feels like him. He really just has his own sort of sound. His last two albums have been so intriguing to me because they're super stripped down and they're super casual in a lot of ways. His last album having almost 200 songs and being like nine hours long. He's going the complete opposite direction of the industry. And I must know more. So I present to you, crumpling up my script, Mac DeMarco. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky dulce de leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go on to it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, 
Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. Here we are, finally. Here we are. All these years later. I know. And I mean, it is cool because I feel like I actually got to be kind of friends with you. Yeah. Like in secret. At Coachella mostly. I know. Yeah. It's so weird because Coachella is the last place I would expect to see you. I kind of, you know, I, I feel the same. Like last year when I met you there. Yeah. That was, I always had this rule where I was like, I will never go to this festival if I'm not playing it. There's no way. Totally. And last year was the first year where I just went. I didn't even get up with anybody. I just went and chilled. Did you love it? Here's the thing. That I was, I had just freshly quit smoking. Yeah. So I was still in this like kind of, uh, when you quit smoking, I think when you smoke is much as I did or when you are uh, that addicted, it kind of feels like you're on mushrooms for a couple weeks. Totally. I was like in the throes of feeling like completely insane. But the thing was, I was like, if I can go to Coachella and not smoke any cigarettes there, then I'm done. And well, it was no problem, so. It's an easy place to distract yourself because. It's insane. It's like running a marathon. Yeah, it's completely insane. Going to Coachella is like running a marathon. I would say more than other festivals. I'll say this. Yeah. That last year. Yeah. I remember feeling quite tired. My feet hurt. I got blisters. My legs hurt. I think it's a testament. This year, not so bad. Okay, so I think this maybe year was I'm glamorous. a little bit more fit than last year. Just a little bit. Okay. Not bad. When you're writing music, going mm -hmm. straight into it. Sure, sure. When you're writing music, are you thinking of, you know, how it's going to be played at a show? Or are you writing it mm. just because it feels right to you in the moment? There was a point where I thought of that. I think it was kind of like, uh, I would, you know, I'd, I'd keep in mind the configuration of the band that I had at the time. And it's, yeah. you know, because if I put an extra guitar line or if I put an extra synthesizer, I was like, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? Right. But that was at a point where it was like, we toured so much that if I had a month or two off in between tours, I was like, I have to make the album now or else I'm never going to be able to make it. So it was, I think it was very ingrained in that. Nowadays, I don't, I don't, I don't think about it at all, but, uh, but I mean, a situation now where we're going on tour in July mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, you know, I'm listening to this record that we're going to perform and I'm kind of like, ah. there's like, you know, four claves on a song. I'm like, I don't really, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but, uh, we'll figure it out. This kid, Daryl, that plays with me right now, mm -hmm. this kid, yeah, he's a bass player, he plays with me. And he, uh, he was saying the other day that my, he feels like my music is kind of Zen in a way or balanced. It where is. Where it's like, there's the drums, you got the vocal, two guitars, it's all... You know, and that's, there's usually like a set number. It's like a set dinner or something. It's like, yeah. you know, so I think I used to kind of, it's hard for me to break out of that. I like, I like evenness and I like simplicity, you know what I mean? Yes. But um, there's something I like too about maybe uh, unperformable music, you know? Totally. I so, mean, you just released, I was mm. so excited to see you releasing 199 songs that's right. on One Way and G. And that's right. I was just on a road trip home. It was like four hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I crushed half of it. The way that you're releasing music right now is so intriguing to me and it's so refreshing. I mean, number one, all the titles are like, they're just Dates, file names. Yeah. It's like a, like a date code. That actually came from this guy, uh, Ryuchi Sakamoto. He recently passed away. One of the great, I think, you know, advanced music in a crazy way. Great, great musician, real hero of mine. He put an album out called 12. I think at the turn of this year, maybe or late last year, I can't remember exactly when it came up, but it was just 12 songs and the date that he recorded them on, which I was like, well, and I, I kind of started, I had done that date coding thing for my recordings already, but I, you know, doing it in the exact way he did, it's kind of like a little, 
you know. A nod. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, he was incredible. It really changed my. I need to check him out. Incredible. One of the best of all time. Do you feel like kind of removing the sort of pressure to like come up with this perfect name of the song and, you know, select which songs you want to release and which ones you want to hold back? Do you feel like not participating in that sort of hype, I guess, if you will, sort of makes you feel more creatively free? Or is it just, are you just kind of doing what feels right and being intuitive? Well, with this, with the one Wayne G, it's interesting to me that people have been as receptive with it. I thought I was just going to go, well, those are all out and I'm going to, you know. For me, it was like I'm going, I wanted to uh, collect every, like, you know, scrounge everything up. Yes. And put it out so I can walk past it. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, you know, there's a couple songs in there that are like finished songs with lyrics yep. or whatever. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, kids have really been gravitating to this one that sounds like somebody just banging on pipes or whatever. But there's <laughs> stuff that's like, you know, very like uh, almost, you know, it's musical, but it's not like it's, it's 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 a toe in the line. It's almost not. You know, it's a mixed bag. It, for example, the songs that are finished, mm-hmm. right? they sit there on my hard drive or on the computer and they go, put me on the next album. Totally. Remember me? Totally. I'm pretty. I'm a pretty good little song. Remember me? And I and you know it, it drives you crazy because then I try and record them again and it doesn't ever feel the same way as the original version and you know but they're good songs and I want people to hear them but there's not a really a way of presenting them and it's interesting. I think that uh, the way that the music industry is kind of uh, structured right now, it's yeah, it, it's very. I think that's what people find refreshing. It's like, why is he doing this? It doesn't make any sense. How's he going to make the money? What's going on? You totally. Know? Which is like, I didn't really, you know, I'm not, I don't really care either way. Like, I'm just glad people listen to him. But it's not, you know, if if it makes people kind of question the way that they um, ingest my art or art in general, like that's great. You know, maybe Absolutely. or maybe it's not. I don't really know. But uh, I'm happy they're out there and kids seem to be enjoying them. So We're, the kids are loving them. Yeah, it's cool. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, opening moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. I think seeing, you know, your last album and like experiencing it in such like a just normal, like seeing it on Spotify, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, okay. It really did make me realize how 
incredibly calculated I think music has become for the most part. Yeah, it's weird. You know, it feels, well, it just doesn't feel like the music, it's all about the music as much anymore. It feels like it's about the way it's perceived in, you know, in, on visual terms from a press perspective, whatever. So I think that's why this is so refreshing is because it's just an F you to all of that, whether you meant it to be an F you to all of it or not. I wasn't really thinking of that. Listen, he didn't say F you, but. but I'll, you know. I will uh, own the F you. That's no problem for me. Yeah. yeah. But it is, I mean, yeah, it's fun. I, I was thinking about it a lot the other day with the industry and everything. And I think that there's a lot of problems and things are kind of weird. And TikTok makes things really weird. And the way that labels are kind of like trying to get money and everybody wants to get the money and you got to do this and you got to do that. I figured out how to fix it all. We burn all the money. <laughs> we got to burn all the Can money we up. just burn all the money? We got to burn it all up because if nobody's making it and you can't, there's no opportunity to make it. Then we can have fun again. Exactly. And people will be just making for the sake of making, which I think is like such a beautiful, music is so beautiful. Yes. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's, it's tough because sometimes even going to a place like Coachella, it's like, you know, you forget about the music. Sometimes it's like more about butt cheeks or whatever else. One hundred percent. Which is, I don't have a problem with butt cheeks. They're cool too. Like whatever, you know. But it's like um, it, it was refreshing. I think to have, you know, to be able to, you know, I got a collection of these things. I like them, even if the label or you know, I think the people that were working with me on it were like, "This is a cool, good idea," you know. But yep, it's nice to just uh, kiss it goodbye, and kiss now I can goodbye. walk forward. I can walk forward in peace, unburdened. And uh, make and my free. next. I got a new idea for another album. It's gonna be good. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't know when it'll come out. Probably not for a long time. Well, but we'll see. you're going on tour. Mm-hmm. Do you? What's your relationship like with touring now? It's interesting. We haven't done it that much in like since before coronavirus, I guess. So, I yeah, I don't know. I I love touring. I do. It's yeah. great. I love going out. I love playing shows. I love meeting kids that are into my music. The whole thing is incredible. Before, a lot of it was went kind of hand in hand with like, you know, I drank a lot. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of insanity that went on out there. And like, you know, so coming back after COVID and going out and trying to uh, reconfigure it or something has been fun, uh, different, Um but nice. And there, there was, you know, last year I canceled a lot of shows that we had planned. And just basically, you know, I mean, basically, I, I looked at it all and I was like, this is, it started that, that looked like how it was before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think that I can't, I can't do it. You yeah. Know? I had nothing to promote. There was nothing, you know, I would have gone crazy. Yeah. You know, it would have been bad. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, well, we did it. We did a little bit. We did this tour of uh, Central California. Like, you're from the Bay, right? Yeah. So we did, you know, Big Sur and, you know, Petaluma and all these places around. Beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. And yeah. I did it on this motorcycle. It was amazing. <gasps> yeah. It's kind of like a vacation, you know. But I think I said some stuff on stage during the August run, which have made a lot of kids online think that I have retired. Which, I know. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, no, I haven't. Yeah. But perhaps, and I thought of this only this morning, perhaps I've retired from the way things used to be. Perhaps. Well, and that's healthy. Maybe. Maybe it is. I mean, it's like you're growing up. You're, you're, you know, you're a man now. You're a man now. Yeah. You were like a real rock star mode. You know what I mean? You were partying. You were doing the thing. When you were on tour, you can't keep that up forever. No, no. It was becoming like a health hazard for me. Look at me even now. I look like Jabba the Hutt still, you know, but I'm I'm, I'm getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. But I think... um, no, it's unhealthy. I do. I love it though. There's a thing. A lot. I meet a lot of younger musicians now, and they and they hate touring. 
yeah. they don't want to do it or it's yeah. tough and it's hard. And yeah, it's tough and it's hard. But I think what people forget is that going on tour, for me going on tour when I was young, you know, we start, I started touring when I was like 17 or 18 or whatever. Yeah. And it's like you get to go in a car with mm-hmm. your best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's an adventure. It's a rock and roll adventure. Totally. And you're getting, I mean, there was a lot of time we didn't get paid to do it, but you eventually you'll get paid to do it. Yeah. You keep doing it. And it's like, uh, it's like the the greatest gift. It's incredible. It is. You know, and it's like, there is a lot of, you know, I was talking about it even yesterday with some friends, the DJ, it's kind of like, you know, the lifestyle is crazy, but you know, you don't have to lean into the lifestyles. I don't know. I'm fine to go to the bar and not have, you know, just drink bitters and sodas all night. That's fine. I don't have to be hammered all the time. So. Listen. It's it, you it's, can have fun that way. Exactly. You have to teach you know, yourself, but you can do it. Like right. I had to teach myself yeah. how to do that. You're a sober as well. No, but I I have to keep it under control because I'm I'm an anxious. You're girl. a professional. I'm a professional. Yeah. And I'm an anxious girl. Yeah. I mean, Fair when enough. I would drink a lot, like when I was drinking a lot more, you would get the fear. I mean, I'd wake up with the fear. Yeah. Do you wake up with the fear? I would wake up with the fear, but it'd be like three days after I drank. That's how much I was drinking. Yeah, I'd just be like dead right. to the world the next day. So. Um, do you prefer a traveling sort of lifestyle or do you prefer being a homebody in writing? I know this is probably going to be, both of them are probably great. I like, there is a thing I like about the other day, like four days ago, I woke up in Hermosa beach at my friend Chris's house, his family home, met his mother, his brother was there, sister was somewhere in the house, didn't meet her. I've met her before. She was on TikTok. She was in there somewhere. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, we woke up there. And we had a couple other friends there, and uh, we walked down to the beach. Oh, no, before we walked to the beach, I walked to the 7-Eleven. I bought a toothbrush and some toothpaste, stick of, you know, Old Spice, and went back. We walked down, had a little, this cafe down by the water, and we got in the water. And that feeling, because it's like, I'm not, you know, I was maybe like 15 miles away from my house. Like, not, I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but there is that feeling of waking up. And you you wearing the same clothes and uh, you got to go get the toothbrush. I love that. Like I love <sighs> me that. Too. And even at Coachella, me and me and Kira slept in my car, like on the back, uh, you know, in like this bed that I had in the back for one of the nights. And you wake up and it's like, wow, I feel like shit, and I'm sweaty, and this is disgusting. But there's something that like uh, that little adventure. It's that little sprinkle. I love it. You and feel I, free. Exactly. It's the freedom thing. And that you know, it's yeah. That exact. That even with the we were talking about the substances and stuff. That's a freedom thing too. Oh, you yeah. You know, it's like, um, I don't want to be beholden to anything. Totally. So, I'm not. Well, I feel like you, I mean, I don't know. I would assume you're kind of a minimalist even at home. Like, I I feel like you're not, I don't know, on your phone ordering shit on Amazon all the time like I am. I <laughs> go through faces. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, it's like, you know. That, that, that shit's just crazy, though, because it's like, you know, I used to have to go to Radio Shack and dig, you know, get the right little piece to fix the yeah. thing. And now it's like, well, I can go on Amazon, get exactly what I need, and it's going to show up tomorrow. Yeah. Up until maybe a couple of years ago, I was very like, I will, you know, I, I was one of the people that like even refused ordering food on the in, in the internet. It was like, I, I needed yeah. to call. I needed to talk to the guy at the pizza shop yes. on the phone. I needed to, you know, it was a whole thing. So do you just I like strike me as it? balanced, I would say, because that's really healthy. I think I, I am like very... It's a lot of this yeah. or a lot of this. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, I need, I, I'm extreme. Yeah. Extreme. But maybe extremely balanced. Yeah. I think that's but, what uh, it is. Like the freedom thing we were talking about. Yeah. It's like, I'd like to feel that freedom, but I'd like to feel a lot of it. I you know. know. So. I, I get that. I just started traveling in that way where I only allow myself, even if I'm going on like a two month long excursion, mm-hmm. a carry on and that's it. That's tight. But it's really fucking hard. It is hard. But it's so worth it. 
because this feeling of freedom that you get, it is, it's unmatched. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like it's actually what makes traveling enjoyable when you're lugging around three, you know, suitcases. That's too much. You you don't feel too free. Much, too much. That's the thing with the with the motorcycle. Because I've been yeah. riding bikes for like a year now and it's like, you can't put that much shit on the bike. You can't. There's not enough room. Wait, what made you get into, when did, what made you start going on the bike? I'll tell you, the, uh, you ever heard of this band called The Garden? No. A great band, great band, SoCal band, Orange County. Okay, band. love it. Fletcher uh, called me up. He's a drummer in the garden. He has these mopeds. Yeah, and he was like, "You should come ride some mopeds one day." And I did, and I really enjoyed it. And so I got one, and then uh, you know I got into that a little bit, and then you know you reach a ceiling with the size of the engine and the power, and you want a bigger one, you go bigger, and then you know now I have four, and, <laughs> and I rode one here today. It was great. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fucking cool. That's oh, great. It's great. Okay, so you like traveling. Sure. So when you when you feel free while you're doing it, mm -hmm. I mean, where do you like to spend time? Like, are you into, like, the beach vibe? Are you into, like, the mountain vibe? Mm. Like, what kind of guy are you? I like the, uh, I like the water. I do like the water. The beach, depending on the beach. No Miami? Uh, <laughs> with, like, you know— it, when the beach becomes a little too butt cheeks, like Coachella, yeah. maybe I'm kind of like, yeah, just, I'd like I'd like a little some rocks, maybe some moss, yeah. Maybe you see some kind of critters down in the, uh, oh. in the uh, you know, the little uh, the, the tide pool or something like that. I like that. I like um, like say go up to uh, maybe uh, you know Big Sur or mm -hmm. like uh, uh, Mendocino or something oh, yeah. like that, where it's kind of like maybe even a little too treach to swim sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, but I love that. I think um, I love the lake. I love the river. I mm -hmm. think the river maybe is the most beautiful uh, style of water to me. It just never stops moving. And it's know? calm, but it's calm though. Yeah, it's beautiful. For the most part. Yeah, well, yeah, it's nice. Uh, depending on the river, you know, you got the yeah. wild rivers, you got the chill rivers. Even uh, living in LA, with all the rain, it's been kind of nice. Mm -hmm. But I think that usually the desert kind of, uh, the arid, uh, sparse and not tall, not thick uh, yeah. vegetation usually yes. kind of freaks me out. But uh <laughs> But I've grown to love it in a way, and it's been extra green recently. But I like a big tree, and I like a lot of big trees together yeah. in a forest configuration. Yeah. And I like, uh, yeah, the red, you know, redwood for you know, I, I grew up near the Rocky Mountains in Canada, so you get the uh, the thickness. The you know. thickness. It's good. Um, yeah. 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 But dry climate. Okay. I'll take a, I'll take a dry climate. We like a dry climate. I don't like that humidity. No. 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 no I don't. Either. I'll deal with it. I don't like it that much. So what do you do when you're traveling and you don't have an Instagram to post to? I, uh, <laughs> do I do. We have to talk about how free you must feel. Without the social media? social media. Yeah, I mean, it's. Was it yeah. a deliberate choice? Or? Yeah, well, I mean, I think when I was, I was making the record called Here Comes the Cowboy yep. a couple of years ago. And, uh. I just would, you know, I I didn't really post that much even at that point. There was a period where I, I used my Instagram quite a bit. We'd be on tour and I'd be taking funny photos of, of whatever or whatever, you know. But then I was making that and I was trying to focus and trying to write these songs and trying to record it. And I would find myself just scrolling and like looking at like some person that I went to high school with. It's like, oh, well, this person I haven't seen in like 15 years. Oh, this is what they had for breakfast. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, you catch yourself and you're kind of like, I don't, this person is like, it's an illusion that they're in my life still. Like, it's just not real. Like, I, I barely knew this person back then, and now yeah. I don't know them at all, and here it is, you know? In that way, I just wanted to, like, kind of declutter my uh, my life like that. But it, it's difficult because it's really, really addictive. You know, it's really, yes. really bad. It's crazy in a way because I got rid of it, and I had, I, you know, I had, like, a million followers or yeah. something. It's a lot of time, I guess, and it's like, uh, 
it's weird because I was able to do it and people like, whoa, like, you know, create. And I was just kind of like, I just don't want it. But what I I kept seeing was friends that, you know, are are musicians too, or maybe, you know, maybe on a smaller scale than me or something. They'd be like, well, I wish I could. And I'm kind of like, well, why don't you? And they're like, well, it's like, you know, it's my livelihood. It's how I tell people about my stuff. It's how I share. And I I never really used it for that. So that's so terrifying because it's it's these people – you have this thing, it's connected to your employment or your job or mm-hmm. whatever, your output or whatever. And then, but it's, it's like designed like a VLT, like a video lottery <laughs> machine. And it's like, they addict you to it and then they kind of handcuff you to it. It's like, 100%. well, you can't get rid of me because how are you going to pay your rent this month? It's like, so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. So I think that it's just healthy. You know, maybe, maybe me getting rid of it, you know, made some people, you know, question it in a way, which will be a good outcome or, or maybe not. I, I don't know, whatever, but. I mean, it made me question it. It's just a crazy thing. You know, it's a crazy thing. And it is like, uh, how much do you share? How how present do you want to be in your everyday life? I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Like my my generation of people too, because well, I'm, I'm quite a bit old. But how old are you now? 21. Yeah. So I'm like more than 10 years older than you. I'm like a grandpa. You know what I mean? But it's <laughs> grandpa like. Grandpa Mac. For my generation, like there was a period. I remember when, you know, there was dial-up internet and when there was no Instagram. There was, mm-hmm. I remember before Facebook. I remember before MySpace. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and I've always been a little techie kid. I used to write computer code when I was a kid. And, you know, we had the, the crazy slow, you know, Windows 95 or whatever. And the, But watching it kind of come in and, and watching the way that people interface with it. And I think the way that uh, there used to be a whole thing where it was kind of like, you don't put your, per, your, 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 you know, your totally. real name. You never use a real name totally. on the internet. You don't. You use an alias, you use an avatar or whatever. And like, that was kind of how it was. And and then there was a shift at some point where it was like, no, 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 no. Put as much personal information as you possibly can on there, which is like, what the fuck is going on? I, oh, know. I don't know if I can use the F bomb. You, you can use every cuss word. Oh, okay, great. Be free. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's alarming and it's weird. And I think it's, you know, at the same time, like it probably had a lot to do with, you know, me being a musician that people listen to now, which is, you know, so I can't knock it completely, but uh I can um, at least uh, inspect my relationship with it, I think. 100%. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. Do you like living in L.A.? I love living in L.A. Really? I do. Yeah. It is, uh, it's been about six, six or seven years now. I feel like as much as you learn about it, or you think you know about L.A., it always has another... I don't know. There's another layer. It's a weird city, and it's like, uh, we'll, we'll take the desert, for example. It's like, what L.A. is, is they irrigated a desert, right? Yep. So, it's kind of like, uh, it shouldn't really be here. Totally. And, and it it's feels like, like that. It's like a ghost. Yes. There's like a ghost of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird. If you go down to, like, the Gold District downtown. Yeah. Or I have a uh, studio that I'm working in in MacArthur Park now, and there's all these old theaters in a lot of parts it's of L.A. Because really they built yeah. um, so many of them back in the day. But a lot of these neighborhoods have kind of got a little run down. These places are closed now. But years ago, Kira and I were walking in to get, you know, Gold District. I don't know. You go and there's all the little booths and everybody's selling cheap, you know, gold necklaces or whatever. But if you walk all the way to the back mm-hmm. in these theaters, you can look up and there's they still have the old ceiling, you know, where it's hand-painted ceilings. And there's many places like this in L.A., but yeah. I feel like it's kind of a good uh, – it's almost like – that's like that. that is L.A. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, well, there's this weirdness, but, you know, it used to be so-and-so or, you know, it's kind of like uh, – I don't know. Meeting people that are from here that know something, yeah. it's like the secrets of the city, you know? I will say, L.A. does have so many hidden gems. Oh, yeah. But you can't you can't be lazy if you want to find them. No, you got to go out looking. You got to go out looking. You moved to America in your teens? No, no. We. Uh, I moved down to New York in 2013, maybe. We were living in Montreal before that, and I'd lived in Vancouver for a little while before that, and then... From a place called Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. Um, cold. Yeah, definitely cold. But uh, but yeah, we lived in New York for several years. It was kind of accidental to move there. and But that's where most of the people at the time I worked with, my manager and booking agent were there and the record label that had signed me were there. And it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, you know, I had been doing music for a while and I had a little bit of money. And I was like, I think, you know, coming from kind of, you know, lower middle class, suburban, Canadian, Canadian or Canada or whatever, it's like... Uh, what do you do when you get a little bit of money? Like I was confused. Yeah. You know, I have that kind of like, um, for lack of a better term, like poor person mentality where it's like, oh, this is going to go away. Like what do totally. I do? Totally. You know, you like your scarcity mentality. You don't know how, yeah. exactly. So I was like, I got to buy a house. And then, I'm, you know, trying to buy a house in New York. No, not going down. Not a lot well, of options. It's too expensive. So we came over here and looked and now we've lived here ever since. But now it's it's pretty much impossible to buy a house over here. So I know. what are you going to do? But um, Well, yeah, I do. I like, I like it. I like it over here. Some of it, I was talking to some friends the other day, just the West Coast in general. There's something that is, I, I like the East Coast. Yeah. But it gives me this, you know, and I think it's the same for other people. And I think some people thrive off of it, but it's like, uh, you live in a constant state of, um, it's like, a, it's like a mild anxiety or like, oh God, like, how am I going to, I got to get another job. How am yeah. I going to pay the rent? Like, oh my God. And it's intense. And there's all these people on the street and everyone's yeah. screaming at each other and everybody's crazy. And it's like, it's cool. And some yeah. people, But for me, it's like, I just feel, um. More zen. Yeah, more like at home. It reminds me more of where I grew up, I think. You know, houses and yards and it's dry and I don't know. It's uh, That's nice. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like you've kept your values solid. Mm. Like no one can say you're a sellout. No one could even try to say it. And if they try, I don't care. It's just – it's just, not true. But here's the thing, though, is I think that the definition of that is different than when I was younger. You know, it's like— Really? I don't think people know what that means anymore. You know, like yeah. I remember I saw—what is it? One of these Ian Curtis documentaries where 
you know, he kind of— I guess a sellout means, like, selling out the show. That's what, that's what a lot of young I've people— I've never thought well, of it like that. No, I mean, I think that's—that would be how it kind of is now, where I think some kids would think, you know, sell you know, they'd be like, well, that's a good thing. And yeah. I think, you know, there's not the, the, the weight— to it anymore. Back yeah. in the day, I mean, not for me even, but for, you know, I think of the artists that I look up to from the 90s or the 80s or, or whatever, you know, it's like, hey, there's things that you just don't want to do. But now it's, I feel like, I don't know, the more you can, the more numbers, the more this, the more that. Yeah, I like DIY. It makes yeah. me feel fulfilled. But I think uh, it might just be, you know, not even by my own design, like I might just not play well with others, you know, totally. which is, you know, fair enough. But it is, I've seen the industry change in a way over the past couple of years where especially like, you know, I, I guess people would, con you know, consider me an independent artist or indie sure. artist or whatever. That term doesn't really make any sense anymore yeah. either. You know, indie artists are getting like multi-million dollar record contracts with like, you know, these big indie labels. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't. I do really. think all the words have lost. It's a little, it's a little blurry now. It's blurry. And which is cool in a way because it's like there's, you know, all these different genres and all these different people from all walks. It's really easy for, you know, very, very big artists to find a very small artist yeah. or whatever, vice versa. And, and there's kind of blending or whatever. But, you know, it all comes back to what I was saying before about um, maybe that, uh, that I like that kind of zen, like organized kind of, I, I want to stay in my little box and keep it like I don't, collaborating here, I don't know what that's going to You just want to keep it safe. Yeah. Well, I just want to keep it like, I want to keep it me. I think, which yeah. is like the in in the world we're living in right now, where AI can write your lyrics for know, you, they seriously. can write your music for you, you know, or you can write, get a pop song written by like fifteen people in some weird studio. It's like that's great, and if you want to make money, go ahead and make money, and like go and do, you know, that you can go to university to learn how to write pop songs now. Mm -hmm. That's fine, or to be in a in the industry or whatever. Like mm -hmm. if you want to do that and you want to make money doing it whatever you know good luck you know you go and do it and you, you're gonna have trouble once i burn all the money but uh you know, <laughs> but i think uh this world we're living in it's like the most invaluable thing now is like uh the 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 person making the music yeah or the you know it's like the, that's like so that to me it doesn't matter what it sounds like even anymore it's like if the intention is right and like the the person is injecting themselves into it like that, then I would love to listen to it yeah you know if too. it's real enough and i hope that you know i can i can achieve that i think Maybe that's part of maybe why people, uh, you know, come to my music sometimes, but. Have you had that philosophy about, you know, keeping your creative process sort of within your box and keeping it sort of you? Ha have you had that philosophy the whole time? Or have there been moments when you were like, I'm losing it a little bit. Like, I kind of want to go this other direction. I think that I'm, here's the other thing. I'm not very skilled. I'm not very trained. I don't really know what well, I'm you're doing. You're very skilled. I can do what I can do. You know, it's like I can only do me. And I think it's never been very difficult for me to do me because I'm me. Totally. You know I mean? Even when I try and emulate something, I'm never, I never quite get there. Totally. And then you end up with something which is just your own, I guess, you know, but it's, I don't know. I've, I've been in a couple situations over the last couple of years where you collaborate with someone and it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's cool. I'm down to try it out. I'm not very good at it. It kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. And some instances where it's kind of like, ah, you kind of just wanted my Spotify followers. Oh, here totally. Right. But it's, you know, there's, there's instances <laughs> like that and I'm not throwing any shade or anything, but it's like, I understand people are trying to, everybody wants to elevate and link and build and do yeah, this and that yeah. and the other thing. And it's like, that's yeah, fine. I don't know. It's just like, uh. When I find something that is like very like uh, um, 
like fulfills your soul yeah. artistically now. It's just like, oh my God, protect this thing. Yes. This is great. You know, because yes. it is, you see it more and more nowadays. And it's happened to me before. You know, you you do something that grabs people's attention and, or you, you, you know, the numbers go one way or another. You make money off something. There's people that come around kind of being like, hey kid, like, oh, I like what you're doing over there. And it's kind of like, yeah, you know. Mm. But I think, you know, for for the most part over my career, it's like I've wanted to, you know, retain what I have and, and uh, keep it small. And even with this label that we're doing now, I like, it's like a village, you know? It's like, yeah. if I have these artists that I'm working with are my friends and I believe in their music. And if they want to come over and record at my studio, they can, if they need help mixing, no problem. Like I'd like to help as much to share their stuff, but yeah. it's at the, at the, you know, that's not the, trying to make money off, I, I you know, that doesn't really come into the, the thing. Yeah. Know? Obviously you need money to like make vinyls or whatever, or help people out or whatever. But it's like, I think, um, I just wanted to feel like a village. I was thinking about this earlier today as I was sweeping my bricks in the backyard before I came over here. <laughs> and it's like everybody's here. We're doing yeah. these creative things. We feel comfortable together. It's like a ranch and we're – sound a little culty all of a sudden. but uh, No, see, I know what you mean though. Something like that. You know, it's kind of like, look at this. Yeah. We're able to survive and dwell and make beautiful things. And like that's – for me, that's all I want to do. Yeah. Just make the things that I want to make. And I'm getting pretty close to like – Having this kind of self-sustaining, you know, uh, I guess financial situation where it doesn't really matter how anything I make yes. is received. I can just make the stuff that I want to make. And that one way and G thing is exactly that. It's kind of like people were like, where have you been for the last five years? It's like, well, I've just been doing this. Yeah. And it felt good and you can have it, I, you know. it's This episode is all about freedom. That's right. It's about freedom. Mm -hmm. How have you navigated sort of being in the public eye mm. and like, maintaining your friendships you've had a long-term relationship yeah how have you kept it together i i mean because you you've been doing it for a while i have i think that the key thing is that i never got too big you know what i mean i've always kind of been chilling in like a general kind of like uh you know i'm not you know i have friends in the music industry that have security guards and yeah. shit like that you know it's like i don't Nobody, you know, I, I think also it's the it's the demeanor that I've always carried too, where it's kind of like, you know, people have this predisposed, like, I can go say what's up to Mac. And it's like, yes, you can. It's like, you're not bothering me. Like, it's totally cool. Like, I appreciate it. You know, I don't know. I'm lucky in a lot of ways. It's like, I, I just think I've never been famous enough to like not go to the grocery store. Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? But I mean, some people are. But I think I've just always been in this sweet spot. <sighs> I don't know. That's I, in a great it, place to be. It's cool. I, th I think a lot of people get lost in the sauce and want to do the fancy thing and this, that. You know, it's tough. You know, it's tough. Sometimes you feel pretty isolated. You know, making new friends can be difficult or making uh, or even keeping in touch with old friends. I yeah. move around a lot. But I've always had a very uh, see you when I see you kind of mentality. Yeah. I think it's paid off over the years. I think not... Like not letting yourself go all Hollywood mode can save yeah. you from a lot of grief. It's, shockingly, it's tough. You know here, what I though. mean? It's tough to because there's a yeah. lot of Hollywood mode here. It's crazy. It's no, a crazy it is. Place, yeah. I mean, I think something that really has kept me personally sane mm. is like I try not to to get too involved in like you know going to this sort of fancy parties yeah. or going to two, I'll dip in, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, you have to walk away and go back to your life after. Absolutely. I think that's like the, just honestly, I think that's the key to happiness in a lot of ways. Cause I feel like you go and you do that stuff and then you're like, this was kind of shitty. Well, I think too, I used to, you know, you have, you get this feeling of uh, 
the grass is always going to be greener at these events or these things or whatever. And I, I went to enough of them where I was kind of like, well, you know, usually I'm kind of like, well, this is, you know, it's cool that I was, is it, it's a situation where it's like, it is, you know, the cool part is that you got invited or something. Yeah. Then you go and it's like, not really that much fun. I'd probably have more fun in my backyard. But I mean, but then, you know, there's a one every once in a while that is like crazy, but maybe it is just getting older. But, you know, since I've been in my 30s, it's kind of like, I, you know, as opposed to going to the fancy party or, you know, the, the whatever, the event or the celebs, it's like, I'd rather just go to like kind of like a dimly lit restaurant that they'll let you hang oh. out in for like three hours. Yeah. Have a bolognese or something like that sounds great. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's actually, but, that is, I like to go to a place like that. And people watch there. That's great too. Yeah. Best night. There's a lot of that ever. in LA. That's another thing yes. that LA has is a lot of really old, funny restaurants. Yes. You know, like Mousson Frank or like uh, Dantana. I love going to Dantana. I need to go to Dantana because I drive by it all the time. Oh, my last, I'll tell you this. Last time I went to Dantana, my friend Tall Juan was in town. He's uh, my old friend. We lived with him in New York and he's a Argentinian guy and he came through and, um, and I was like, Juan, you 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 know you you know how to ride motorcycles. He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I was like, okay. So with me and him and my other friend Dan, we got on the bikes. We drove out to Dantana. We're gonna have a nice dinner, a nice Italian dinner. And we get there and we park the bikes and um, we're going in. And uh, I go to open the door. And as I open the door, there's some people coming out. And there was uh, this, these two women and like a shorter man with huge, hard-looking hair. And he looks right up at me. He's like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Al Pacino. It was no Al way. Pacino. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just kind of froze. And he came out, and all these guys were like, Mr. Pacino, Mr. Pacino. And the, you know, the, the women were like, you're being too rough with him. But he like, you know, he uh, he took photos of everybody. It was cool, but it was just like. That's, that's fucking amazing. That's the thing with the, you know, Dantana is a classic Italian-American yeah. spot. It's a red tip, checkered tablecloth. Like, it's been there forever. And, you know. And you'll the get mobster a movie guys, they meal. still go. Like I bet Joe Pesci still goes there. Robert De Niro probably still goes there. Incredible. Oh. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna go and give you a full oh. like oh, I'm best. gonna give you a review. It's the best. What should I order? You know what I do is the the uh chicken chicken parmesan Ooh. with this angel hair pasta. I don't know. It's all keep kind of it simple. It's, it's red sauce. You gotta keep it simple. It's good. It's good. I love it. I love Dantana. I love it. <laughs> Everyone go to Dantana. Yeah. Sponsored yeah. by Dantana. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Emma, it has been my pleasure. <sighs> and this is just the beginning of a beautiful friendship. My new co-host, Matt DeMarco, yeah. will be here every third episode of the month. Wow. Hey, don't um, tease him. I'll do it. I live like five minutes away. No, I know. you. <laughs> we need to, we'll need we start doing, like, we can create our own show. Okay, perfect. 